Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. On today's Patriot Nation podcast, we are breaking down what should be an exciting game between the Patriots and the Broncos and talking about all the COVID-related incidents that have gone on. Cam Newton going on, COVID coming off, uh, Gilmore coming going on and coming off, and also uh, Le'Veon Bell to the Kansas City Chiefs. Interesting. Wonder what that's going to do. So it's a heck of a show. So buckle up and cue the music. Stack receivers, two to the right. Russell Wilson extends the hands. He has it. Wilson, quick throw. And it's good. Bags, we are back, and uh, it's just us tonight or today. Uh, <laughs> we had had a great conversation uh, with a good guest. We're not going to spoil that because hopefully we'll ha- we will have um, that person on uh, later. But uh, you know, clown face Lane over here never hit record, so we had a whole I, conversation I, that never got recorded. I didn't help you. I didn't notice either. That's I guess one of the cons and and downsides of recording so late. Where both of us are right half asleep. You had run down from bedtime stories, and you right, didn't even realize right. it until that person logged off. And like I said, we're not saying the name because we're hoping to have um, that conversation sometime soon. Um, but thankfully, yep. they were very understanding of it and uh, hoping to get that rescheduled. So apologies yeah. to if, if if you're listening <laughs> out there, but uh, we'll get yeah. that out there again, and it'll be a good laugh next time. Yep, exactly, exactly. So um, I did hit record. Well, I mean, you're listening, so obviously I hit record. Um, so we're we're getting started here. Um, and, you know, I think first on the list here is obviously this COVID stuff. And I, I think the story to me is that the reason the Patriots didn't play on Monday night is because the Patriots really kind of told the league, we're not playing. We're not comfortable they playing. They didn't want Jared Stidham to play. That's why. They didn't want That's it. Down. They said, the no, we can't give that to Pat and, and, and Spags. Can't happen. So <laughs> that was the real reason. Um, but no, uh, honestly, obviously alluding to your point, and we talked about it on Locker Room uh, when this news came out. And I was so upset just because of um, it was another week without football. And it was kind of, yep. you know, they dropped the ball. And I guess maybe we should have saw it coming. But um, really, 
it just shows you how much respect Bill Belichick has for his players and how much he values their opinions and, and, and their thoughts. Uh, like you said, they, they didn't feel comfortable playing. They have a lot of, um, I guess that's a positive of having an older roster, right? Like they have families, they have children that they have to go home to every night. And obviously the McCordys are staying in hotels. I'm sure they weren't the only ones. Um, so, you know, he, he, he values their opinions and, and when they feel, you know, maybe something's not safe or right, you know, he listens. And I think this was a, a prime example of that Adrian Phillips said, did a great job saying, you know, Bill's not going to risk, I'm paraphrasing, but not going to risk, you know, the health and safety of his team just for a win. Right. Um, so I think, you know, obviously they had shut down. What was it last Wednesday when Gilmore tested positive? Everybody was kind of on their toes, like, uh oh, here we go. Uh, here comes something. And then, you know, it was pretty light. You didn't really hear much. And then Cowart tested positive Sunday morning right when I woke up. And, you know, Schefter tweeted, they're still going to go on. And then, what, an hour later, they said, game canceled. Right. Um, so that, that that was probably the NF, the Patriots saying, we're not playing. Like, I don't care if you give us the loss. We're not playing. We don't feel comfortable. And, and same with the Broncos. Why, why should they travel across the country and put themselves at risk? And then you have a, a another team that's could potentially have an outbreak. And it's this, this is what's just going to keep happening if they keep forcing these games is teams that are healthy, playing teams that might have some sort of problem with it, a couple tests here, a couple positive tests here. You know, they, they play a game, then that happens there. And then it's just, a, you know, it's a, it's a wheel effect. Right. Well, and that's, and I think that that's the thing. And, and Phillips, you know, I think is interesting. And I want to talk about that in a second, but I think, you know, for, for the Patriots, I mean, listen, anyone that questions whether or not the Patriots really were the ones deciding this, just look at Tennessee. Tennessee had a guy test positive too this weekend and they still played on Tuesday, you know, and, and as you alluded to the timeline, you know, Schefter tweets out someone in new England test positive, And then five minutes later, test, you know, tweets out the NFL saying we're going to push forward with this no matter what. And then, you know, 20 minutes to a half hour later, I think it was Karen. It was either Karen or Giardi tweeted out like the feeling that I get. Of course, nothing, nothing concrete, nothing from a source, nothing, anything. The feeling that I got around around the team this week was that, you know, they weren't going to let the NFL dictate what happened here this week. And so that tweet comes out and then an hour later, the game is canceled. And so to me. What that's telling me there is that the league called the Patriots and Patriots said, Hey, look, or the Patriots called the league and said, Hey, look, we're not playing. And like you said, like if we take the if we take a loss, we take a loss. And and Phillips's direct quote, which I thought was great, was he said, You can tell coach isn't willing to sell out his team and put it at risk just to get the win. And, you know, not just about Monday night, but also about, you know, after that and moving past that to this week, where their first padded practice was today, Thursday. Right. And so he, you know, shut down, shut down the facility. So, of course, they're having meetings and stuff over Zoom, but no one's in the facility. He's trying to keep everyone safe. And and the team knows that and respects that. And I think that that's a huge thing. And Bill was always and that's, you know, people talk about, oh, you know, Bill, Bill this and Bill that. And he's gruff. And how can anyone like and all his players love him because he does. He is there for the players. He understands the players are are the reason that they win, obviously. And he has something set up where the, they have to do what they have to do when they're here. They have to do their job when they're here, right? But he's a player's coach. He really is. And they all like him. And and so I think that that's, that's an interesting, you know, part of it as well, where it's not just, hey, we're not playing. It's, hey, you know, we'll take some, take a few days off because we want to make sure that everyone's safe. Yeah, and, and obviously the bye week, um, it, 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 people complain, oh, they, you know, same with Denver. and Like, those guys aren't 
it's not a typical bye week this year where they're, you know, they might go away for a few days or, you know, take a little bit of a mini vacation. Like, I think I know it's going to be tough for them. What's it? My math here. You could help me out. What's it? 13 straight weeks, 12 straight weeks without, you know, a bye. I mean, then if yeah, you it's, well, they've played, what, somehow get games, the one seed, so that's the only straight, way. Yeah. I mean, who knows if they get what they do for the playoffs and if they do a bubble and if they have a week off. Who knows? But at least till the right. end of the regular season for now, they're playing every day uh, or every week. Um, but I think it comes down to, like, looking back, obviously it would be tough on their bodies playing that many games in a row. But I think if you ask the team at the end of the year, you know, was that a, you know, critical week for you guys? And, and, and I think so. I mean, right. Like date it back to, to two weeks ago. Now they, you know, they Cam Newton test positive on Saturday morning. They move the game to Monday. Everybody's on their toes because oh he's the quarterback. We know Cam is Cam is Cam. And you know, he's one of the guys that goes in early, stays late. That thing could have spread right. like a wildfire in there. So they're on their mm-hmm. toes. They're doing you know, multiple crazy tests. Everything's negative. They get on the plane that day, play Kansas City that night, fly home, exhausted. Have Tuesday right. off, Gilmore test positive, right? And then, you know, everybody was so kind of freaked out, not knowing what to expect. I think this past week where obviously you mentioned this was their first padded practice today being Thursday, uh, it was good for them to kind of get away kind of let this die down a little bit, make sure everybody's healthy. And now boom, full go. We're all ready to go. This thing's out of here for now, at least. Right. Um, and now we're ready to go with our full roster and there's no more. What ifs who's playing, who's not type of thing. One, absolutely. And I think too, like you, you talk about, you know, this galvanizing a, a locker room and, you know, Jason McCordy had said, you know, last week, the NFL doesn't care about us, essentially. And again, he didn't, that's not a direct quote, right? But he he said, you know, the only people that are going to take care of the people are, are the people inside this locker room. The only people that really care about the people inside the locker room are the people that's inside the locker room. And so I think that, you know, that's a very, that could be a very galvanizing moment for a team to really become a team. And that's one of the things that the Patriots in the last 20 years have always done, where they have just worked together so well. And you see that chemistry really come through and come out and, and and show through in so many different aspects of the game where guys are unselfish and guys are willing to, you know, put their egos in the back burner. And of course it happens on every team, but I just feel like it's something that we've seen from the Patriots so often and so much. And I think that, you know, this week could have been that for them. It could have been, Hey, we're all coming together. Like, this is what we're doing. We, you know, we're all striving towards the same goal. Like we'll go, you know, and, and here we are, you know, and I think that when when you have that feeling inside the locker room, that it can be a, a really big help to your team. And, you know, you kind of feel like it's you against the world. And, you know, we know that the Patriots of old have done that for years and always try to kind of build up this persona of the Patriots against the world. And and so the feeling of that, I think, is is really important and I think can help them. Uh, it can help them long term, you know. So, of course, we'll see. But you know, I, I think I think it's definitely a good moment for them. And like you said, you could look back at the end of the year and be like, "That's the moment. That's the yeah. that's the week. That's the thing that changed the season." You know, for sure. And and like obviously now segueing into actual football talk, right? Like they're sitting in a position where, you know, maybe maybe not the guys in that room, but at least us and everybody else through for, for the first four weeks. Uh, I. I picked them to be two and two. I think everybody yep. kind of chalked up Seattle and Kansas city as maybe not so much Seattle. And I know 
they could have won both of those games, right? But things happen, and they're two and two. Like we kind of expected that. Um, right. Now they get Denver and then San Francisco, who that game looked a little scary starting out. Obviously, it was at home, but they should handle them no problem, right? Like they can start a little think, run yep. here, and I think they get the Jets after that, and then it's Buffalo. So you could be going into Buffalo five and two if my math's right. I'm so, I don't have the schedule in front of me, but I think it's something like that. Thank you. Ryan. Um, you win that game, you're in first first place in the AFC East, and you're six and two chilling, right? Like so. Uh, from a football team perspective and, and their overall performance, they're sitting right where we, we thought they would. And I think they're playing a little bit better. I think the games where the defense has struggled, the offense has certainly picked up the load. We saw that for Seattle. And Seattle's secondary is one of the statistically worst secondaries through the first, I think it was three weeks of the season. They were just, they were getting torched, right? I mean, but they were there to pick them up. That offense, you knew was going to score points. They were able to keep pace with them. We didn't feel they were. Um, and then Kansas City, you have Cam Newton. That's a different ball game for sure. So, um, and then Oakland, the game, you know, the offense struggled for half, and they really struggled to get things going. But the defense was there to pick them up. So, uh, they're working well together. And I think, like I said, they're right where everybody kind of expected them to be, if not playing a little bit better. Right, I agree. And so, uh, just to clarify on the Bills situation, the Bills have the Chiefs, and then the Jets, and then the Patriots. So the Patriots have have these next two weeks. So it's going to be, um, you know, this week's obviously the Broncos and then the Niners, and then they go to Buffalo. So at that point, they could be four and two. You go into Buffalo, you win that game, and now you're five and two. The Bills are four and three, or f- uh, five and three, and so you know that could be a big swing for you. You know what I mean? Um, you know, yeah, we'll see, right? You end up five and two. They end up at five and three, and you're like, now you're like, okay. Now, like, we're now back in control in the AFC East, and the Patriots play the Jets the week after that. So remember, the Bills have, have the Chiefs this week. So they could win that game, but, you know, that's, that's going to be a tough game um, against the Chiefs, and, and they got they obviously picked up um, Le'Veon, and so that's something we could talk about too. Who knows if he'll, he'll even play this week, but um, that's a tough game. And, and like you said, yeah, they're 2-2, two and two, but we all expected that, and the way that they've played – the way they played against the Seahawks, I I was very happy with the way they played the Seahawks. And the way they played the Chiefs, look, they gave up 19 points to that offense. You hold the Chiefs offense under 20 points, that's pretty damn impressive. Of course, the other the other was a, the pick six off of Edelman's hands. But, like, you hold the Chiefs offense under 19 points, under 20 points, and it's like if you had Cam Newton in that game and everything else is the same, you win that game, you know? And, and so those are some of the stuff where you just look at it and say, man, like, there were a few points we could have capitalized off of things. There are a few things that we could have done, but like if we keep playing the way we've been playing and then that week eight game in Buffalo is huge. You go into Buffalo and win that game. Now all of a sudden you're probably winning the division at five and two and the bills all of a sudden now are five and three after starting out four and oh. So, uh, you know, obviously there's a long way to go before that. You know, we were, we don't want to count our, count our chickens before they're hatched, of course, but Nevertheless, I mean, I, I feel pretty good about about the way and the trajectory that they're heading in. Obviously, they got Cam this week. Now, listen, it was going to be Stidham against against Brett Ribbon, and I know NFL Draft Twitter, of course, was a buzz about that one. I know our buddy Mark was like all excited. Brett Ribbon, I mean, like I loved him too, right? And it was it was finally the chance. And you know, I mean, obviously, anyone that listens here knows we were excited about seeing Stiddy. Um, but it's you not know, like, and we. And it's not like we were excited because, like, oh my God, he's gonna like win the job. Like, no, it's right. 
I think he's an interesting prospect. We haven't seen much, and I think it was a good opportunity for him to, you know, if in under normal circumstances, prepare for a week, have a week of practice, you know, get the you know proper mental preparation, and then go out and play on Sunday like you know a normal week would. Um, so yes. I was just I was excited. Obviously, we were we were really excited for him to take the reins over until I think it was July twenty eighth or June twenty eighth. Sorry. Yeah, um, my yep. Um, <laughs> and. Yeah, so that was obviously could have been a good opportunity to see what they had in the future. I think it was a good opportunity for him. But, hey, I think we all know they're in a much better situation now to win that ball game now with with Cam back and, and kind of start a little run now. And, hey, Cam got COVID, so and he's okay. He's back. I don't think he's going to get it again, so we probably don't have to worry about that anymore. Um, right. So that, that's a good thing. It's out of the way. They, they lost to the Chiefs, which – you know, was a tough game anyways going in there. It's over with Gilmore's back. We're, we're rolling now, but let, let's go. And that's it. And again, as long as the bills lose to the chiefs too, as long as the chiefs don't lose to the bills, which they lost last week, I can't imagine the chiefs lose back to back games. I, I, I can't imagine that happening, especially to the bills. Now look, the bills got blown out, um, you know, by, by Tennessee. They looked, they looked normal. Josh Allen was kind of back to his normal self, although he look. Anyone that's doubting Josh Allen at this point, I think, is foolish. I think he, was, he proved himself over his first four yeah, weeks. Yeah, he, he's made a lot of progress um, since and he's so, been in the league. And that's Especially it. You know, so absolutely. I mean, the throws, even some of the throws he made Tuesday night, which, you know, again, he struggled, but he made some phenomenal throws. And so I think uh, I'm done questioning whether he's gonna, he's good or not. I think, you know, the question now is like, can he be elite to get them to the next and, level? And consistent, still a good team. consistent, yeah, and consistent, and that's it. You know, can he consistently do it and not just do it for you know four or five games? Can he do it over the course of the season? And and that's yet to be seen. But I think, I think we can we can project to the future that he it's a pretty safe bet that he's going to be all right. You know, so um, so we'll see. But that week eight matchup is going to be really interesting. This week, look, if you can't beat, I mean, the Broncos aren't that good. They're just not that good. I mean, realistically, even with Drew Locke there. Yeah, I'm, I was just saying with Drew, with Locke back, I'm in, I'm interested to see him too because I think he does. He's obviously very flashy, right? Um, yeah. But he does some really good things. I I saw him play that Monday night game. I think it was Week One versus Tennessee or Week Two. I think that was, uh, whatever it yeah. was, the Monday night game. Uh, it might have been yeah, one, Sutton, but... Sutton went out, I believe that game. Yeah, that was the game that, uh, that um, Sutton got hurt. And they, I mean, he he, you know, obviously makes some rookie mistakes and some some young quarterback mistakes, but. He makes some plays, man, where you're like, wow, this kid's really good. He can roll out, make throws on the run, um, can definitely extend plays. He's athletic. Uh, obviously, they they don't have – it looks like Noah Fant will be back, so that'll be big for them. Obviously, no Sutton, um, but it's interesting. I, I think this will be his real first true test versus an elite veteran-led defense um, on the road. Obviously, no fans, but that's still, still a task in itself. Right. No, and that's it. I, I agree 100%. And, of course, Melvin Gordon goes out with the DUI, and so I assume he's not playing, although I haven't heard officially. Yeah, he practiced um, today, Thursday. Did he really? Yes, he did. Yep. Jesus Christ. Well, maybe he is playing. I don't know. I mean, that, that seems crazy to me um, that that he's that he's playing. But, hey, whatever, dude. That's the case. Um, You know, but we'll see. So we'll see if he plays, you know, come Sunday or not. But, um. But yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting test for him. It's gonna be interesting interesting test for the Patriots too. Denver's defense has been really shaky this year. 
Um, you know, they took advantage of the Jets, obviously, but it's the Jets. Um, and so, you know, can the Patriots take advantage of that of that Denver defense? Obviously, without Vaughn Miller, um, and you know, and and score. And so we'll see. You know, we'll see if if they if they can put up some points on them. Um, I expect, I expect maybe something closer to what we saw week one than what we saw week two. I feel like they're going to run the ball a little bit more simply because they haven't been in the building, right? Cam hasn't been throwing the ball. They haven't yeah, been so in the simplify building. Simplify things, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Simplify things and kind of go from there. And so, to me, uh, to me, that's that's the way. That's what I would do. Um, kind of simplify it, run the ball, and and just kind of go from there and see if you have enough. And and I liked what I saw out of Damian Harris in the Kansas City game. I feel like you just keep feeding the kid, um, you know, and and you just kind of go from there and see what happens. And I'm going and him or, or James White on Sunday. I don't know who. Uh, we'll see we'll, for fantasy purposes. Are you talking about fantasy? Fantasy, yeah. I might have to. I mean, white's a white. Sorry, we're getting off topic, but white's a walking 50, 12 to 15 points. That's uh, it. In a PPR think, league, man. Damian you know? Harris is just he could get some goal line carries and help you out there. Uh, that'll sure. definitely be a Sunday at 12 30 decision. Uh, that I'll probably run is, by you. The problem is. Goal line carries aren't going to Damian Harris. They're going to Cam True. Newton. No, I know, but you know what I mean. Inside the, tournament. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Yeah. So yeah. I just feel like I feel like White might be the better option there. But I don't love any as as always. I don't love any Patriots running back in in fantasy. But you Jacobs know, is, it is on by is. so tough week for me. Um, yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, anyways, um, yeah. I mean, look, we'll see what happens, right? But I think we're in a good position moving forward. I'm happy with the trajectory of the team. Um, and, you know, we're going to see what happens. Are we going to get, you know, who's going to be back, who's not going to be back? Dietrich Wise was out um, just kind of randomly. And so we don't know what the situation is there. They said it was not injury-related, so I don't know why he was out. Um, and so that will be – that bears something. that's something that bears watching. He's been really good this year, like really good this year. And one thing, too, um, not to cut you off, but – No, go ahead. Staying on Cam Newton, obviously – has missed several weeks. Um, is there going to be a rust factor there? Right. And this is when you start to see veteran quarterbacks, like we saw Brady for years and Rodgers and Breeze. They get better as the year goes on because they, they that's just how a team is. That's how they lead. Is he going to be able to do – obviously, he's been great these first you know three games that he played. Uh, I don't think he was great the Raiders game, but look, he did what he had to do to get a win. He trusted right. on other guys. They ran the ball. They 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 schematically worked through it after a rough first half. Is he going to start to take that next step and start stringing some games together, getting consistent and really dominating like we saw Cam Newton do in the past? I think so. I mean, look at veteran guy seems healthy. He's having all the fun in the world. This is a time where as we turn the page to October, get into November, is Cam Newton going to start? elevating his game when the Patriots need him the most. That's the, right. that's what it, it, you know, not to put it all on him, but look what the team is without him. Right. I mean, he's the quarterback. Right. They need him to be Cam Newton and, and, and be Cam Newton for the rest of this year for them to have a chance. Cause I think he plays like this and gets even better as the year goes on. They're a tough out. You're Kansas city. They, they think they match up pretty well with them. They know how to slow them yep. down. Baltimore's obviously tough. Buffalo is going to be tough, but any given Sunday, you're playing that. You're playing your best football. I like the Patriots' chances. Absolutely. I mean, you just look at Belichick. I mean, just Belichick there on the side and having having the defense that you have, 
and the way they're capable of playing. And of course, they haven't looked great all year long, but they look pretty damn good against against uh, Kansas City. And so I, I agree with you. They're going to be a tough out if they continue to, to improve. And I think that that's one of the reasons why, and not to go too far off on a tangent here, but like that's one of the reasons why I'd be surprised if they signed Cam to an extension this year, only because if you're Cam Newton, and, and we talked about this off air, there's two situations. Situation A is that the Patriots look at it and say, this guy is so good and so special that we cannot let him walk away, so we have to give him whatever he wants. And option B is that Cam likes it here and wants to stick around and decides to take a team-friendly deal right now. Because if he does what you say that he could do, which he is certainly capable of, I think, and he turns it on at the end of the year, and they make some noise in the playoffs. And even if they don't win the Super Bowl, even if they don't even get to the Super Bowl, his price tag is going up as the week. His go. price tag is going way up. And so, you know, if you're Cam and you know you have the talent to get there, and you can put it all on film, and then a team comes calling offering you $25, $30 million, you know, guaranteed a year, hey, what the hell? I'll take that. You know, instead of signing a deal with the Patriots now, you got to assume the Patriots aren't going to pay him $25 million a year. They're not going to give him a four-year said in WEI interview a few weeks ago saying, like, you know, at this point in his career, money isn't his number one priority, which I do believe right. 100%. Yes, I, think I agree. He yep. means that from the heart, and and you can tell, right? But at some point, it's like, you, you know, like, you got to pay the bills. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, he's not, right. if he's getting $30 million somewhere else, not to get off topic and look ahead to the future but we were right. talking about like i just want to know i don't want to i don't want to do I, this year to year thing i if, like lock him up if you think he's the guy get him signed right away well, whatever it takes right and that's and that's really the thing right and like you said money isn't the money isn't the biggest thing for him and i would and i agree with that too i probably i you know he's not lying about that but if the patriots are offering him 15 and he's getting you know say indianapolis offers him 30 or 25 He's not going to leave $10 million on the table, you know, and especially if it's a three-year deal. It's $30 million. He's leaving on the table. Like, that's – I know he's a superstar athlete. I know he's super rich, and he's as rich as he's ever going to need to be. But, like, it's $30 million. Like, you just can't – you know, so that's the stuff where me, where it's like, yeah, okay, maybe the most important thing isn't the money. But, like, I'm excited for at a year, certain but, point, yeah. like, come on, you know. I'm so, yeah, so we'll see. Year, like, right. it's going to – this offseason will be another interesting one. Yeah. Um, I, yep. and I hope I hope we don't go through this every year because obviously last year was so tough with Tom and you know thinking we knew who the guy was and then you know that got put to a halt and yep. you know I, yep. like I said and I who like knows? him I like I like what he's done here and he's been a leader and certainly has proved me wrong and you wrong uh, right. he's playing elite level of football I, he's yep. well deserving of a payday and well deserving to be the quarterback of the future for the next three to four years here. Absolutely. Don't, just don't make me wait till like March 15th and just all this back and forth. I don't want to do it anymore. Like I, we, I sound so spoiled because we've had Brady for, like, I know. Life. I, yeah. It's, it's true, hard, you know? man. It's hard. <laughs> We're right. so spoiled. Well, that's, I think, you know, if I had to give, if I had to give three, if I had to give three quarterbacks that I think will be the starting quarterback next year, it's between Cam Newton, Jared Stidham, and, Jimmy Garoppolo. Those are the three for me that, that make the most sense that are the most obvious to me. I feel like that those three make, make sense because Jimmy G and we talked about this off air too. And again, we're getting way down a rabbit hole here, but like there is, there is almost a 0% chance that San Francisco picks up his option. Especially if they I mean, they have, 
They have an out. Well, especially they have a top pick. You're right about that. They have an out for basically nothing. They can cut them and basically have zero dead cap. And it's, of course, it's not exactly zero, but it's basically zero. And he's getting $27 million next year. So on the cap. So like, Ryan, that's it. You got to pay, you got guys, you got to pay, you know? And so it's like at a certain point you got to decide. And it's like, what are we doing? Like, you know, Jimmy G can go and we can find someone else for a fraction of the price or for close to the same price, but is, is more skilled. Like a guy like, you know, a guy like Cam, if they think he fits his offense, whatever. So, but anyways, but you know, we're, we're getting way down the rabbit hole, but I it's, apologize. This no, but, listen, off season. <laughs> but this, this is one of the things where we haven't had to talk about this during the year. Now, all of a sudden during the year, we're already looking towards the off season to see who's going to be the quarterback and who's going to fill in these certain different positions and stuff. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be really interesting to see, uh, to see where they go. And of course the future of this team, Short term, meaning like this season, I think is is in a very good position. And long term, there's a lot of question marks, like who's going to play quarterback for the future, right? But I think overall, look at the young guys. And we talked about this with Murph a little bit. Like, look at the young guys. The young guys are stepping up. They're showing out, you know, offensively, defensively. Under tough circumstances, uh, too. No camp. Yeah. Well, and Bill said it this week. This is – this – Rookie class is has been the furthest behind of any rookie class he's ever coached ever because they haven't had any of this preseason stuff, and you had two rookies playing the right side of your offensive line while you were running all over the Kansas City Chiefs, and so and of course they didn't have Chris Chris Jones, but regardless, they're playing NFL caliber players and holding their own. And Duggars played pretty well defensively too. So you know it's some things that that. I've been very happy to see that I think, you know, moving forward is going to be good for them. And so, you know, long-term, we'll see how it works out. But I think uh, this week, certainly, it should translate to a win. I'd be very surprised if it didn't. And so, you know, we'll go from there and we'll see what happens. I agree. So, but anyways, guys, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, I know we got off on a few tangents, but it's fun. And, And this is, look. It's Denver. It's is the Denver week. We kind of had a, a crazy week moving forward. We kind of already we don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> we kind of already previewed this game with Murph last week. So of course now different quarterbacks, but same two teams, you know. So, uh, so we got we got to talk about some different stuff. So, anyways, guys, thanks for listening. We appreciate it, and we'll be back with you as always on Friday. We'll talk to you. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical.